Hey guys, I just wanted to take a second before the podcast started to acknowledge all the Diary of the Year winners and to thank you so much for, uh, you know, the awards that I've won, uh, the graphical presentation of the year, the event show of the year, and shocking signing of the year. Um, Man, that, thank you, uh, really. Uh, I'm I'm really humbled by all of that. I was never a nominee until this year. I've been on this board for 10 years, and most of you people don't even know that. But um, I've been here, guys. I've just not been able to um, string a couple events together to call it a wrestling company. I I, I did benefit shows, okay? There there was one and done, um, and not on purpose. Uh, So anyway, uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate everything. I hope that you guys are enjoying the journal still. I hope that you guys will enjoy this podcast still. Uh, I I try. I really do to to give the best... um, the best presentation that I possibly can. And I really appreciate you guys sticking around. So now without me blabbing and without me taking up all your day here, uh, here's the podcast that you were looking for and that you clicked on. Shane Douglas wins the television championship. Brian Lee going down with an injury at about the worst time. USWA's troubles find ECW receiving a lot of phone calls. All that, plus we go over Born to be Wired, all that and more this week on the ECW Hardcore Podcast. What's up, everyone? My name is Justin Clayton of the new Extreme Magazine, the official magazine of ECW Wrestling, and you have found the ECW Hardcore Podcast, your source for everything going down in the world of Extreme Championship Wrestling, and we have a jam-packed show this week as we run down the ECW Born to be Wired iPay-Per-View The first internet-only pay-per-view of its kind here for Extreme Championship Wrestling. And we'll talk about the results coming out of that one, both in and outside of the ring. If you've ever been a follower of this journal, you know that just outside of the ring happens uh, much more frequently, it seems, than uh, the inside of the ring drama. But uh, we have that. Uh, We also have a big injury coming out uh, of that weekend, not at an ECW show, but uh, at an independent show for uh, Brian Lee, which which is heartbreaking for... For any Brian Lee fans, but uh, but we start here with something that isn't even ECW news, but it surely could be. Um, and in you know, in no time, we're, we're you know, we got financial troubles for the USWA. Uh, the USWA this week telling its wrestlers that they can find employment elsewhere if they can, uh, then they will be let out of their contract or they will be given the green light to go immediately. It seems like the company is on its last legs. The WWF just a few months ago, if you remember, terminated the developmental contract. And in retaliation, uh, Jerry Lawler, who is the owner of the USWA, he quit the WWF uh, to focus full time on the USWA and, and trying to get that up and running. And, and now we see that it may have been an error in judgment here from Lawler. Um who may be out of a job now. I mean, a report from the Wrestling Observer reported that the USWA is more than $250,000 in debt. There's no real plan of getting out of trouble. Um, so this is likely the reason Vince McMahon and the WWF pulled away from the deal in the first place and why WCW really hasn't had strong, uh, really that strong of an interest in developing the brand or putting their developmental, um, you know, de- developmental talent into the USWA system. So... 
You know, and it, it seemed to make sense, too. I mean, the WCW and, and, and USWA are both Southern-based promotions. It would seem to make sense, but, you know, the fact that they don't want to do that doesn't necessarily mean that this is all, uh, you know, um, all confirmed here, but but it does lead uh, lead you that way, right? Uh, Lawler is uh, said to be doing anything to keep the lights on. It just, it just doesn't seem like there's a, a, a solution to this problem that him or his business associates can, can fix and... You know, with the USWA management telling talent that they can seek employment elsewhere uh, and be immediately granted their release from their contract. I mean, USWA members Brian Christopher, who is Lawler's real-life son, uh, JC Ice, Wolfie D, and, and even the Rock and Roll Express have all made calls to Philadelphia, have all made calls to Paul Heyman. And, uh, you know, I, just, I don't think ECW really needs any new talent. I know the Rock and Roll Express, uh, at least uh, Ricky Morton was here. Uh, at the very beginning of this journal, and I thought he did a great job, but I think that, uh, you know, we just got a lot of people, the, a lot of shows, shall I say, that are booked at capacity. I mean, every week, uh, a show is missing one big star, and it's because there's there's time constraints there at the One Wrestling Network, and, you know, to get everybody on television is... Uh, is a task in itself. Uh, you got to get more people coming in and then you've got a big problem. So I, I'm not really for ECW getting any new talent because of the USWA shutdown, but it will be interesting to see if there is anybody that comes in. There was also uh, very interesting to see who goes to the WWF or WCW in this war right now that we're in. So it's all interesting. Wrestling's all interesting, um, especially behind the scenes, but the USWA is looking like a thing of the past, unfortunately. And, I don't know. I mean, Paul Heyman has returned phone calls. I know that he said that, you know, oh, well, we'll call you if we need you, if there's anything that opens up. And he kind of left it at that. And I guess we'll leave that story at that. Born to be wired results from last weekend. ECW uh, came in and uh, put on their first eye pay-per-view. Uh, Stevie Richards defeated Matt Hardy. Uh, it's a big win for Stevie Richards, who who I don't know if you guys know, but uh, he's won 10 in a row. And he's been silently uh, making a name for himself here after leaving Ravens fold. Um, and, you know, I mean, the whole thing with him leaving Ravens fold, it, it didn't work out great for him. But at the same time... Um, you know, in, in terms of like the fight with Raven, but in terms of afterwards, his career, it's worked out amazing for him. So good luck to Stevie Richards as he refine or he refine rebalances his life and his career um, to try to do that. Now, Matt Hardy uh, is a big win for Stevie Richards. I mean, both of these men are considered blue chip prospects and prospects. And, you know, it's it's, um, you know, ECW is filled with this right now uh, with, with young guys that, that could make a name for themselves. So Stevie Richards uh, hits Hardy with a Stevie kick and pins him to keep the momentum going uh, for his career. Her only a matter of time until Stevie Richards ends up going for the gold in ECW. I don't know what gold, but I could see him with a television shot soon. Uh, but as for Hardy, him and his brother Jeff are a quality tag team. Uh, they are destined for good things here in ECW, guys. I mean, that's, you know, if WWF lets them uh, continue their loan with ECW. But Paul Heyman certainly using the uh, Hardy Boys uh, to the fullest ad advantage here. So we move on. Uh, Taz defeating Dr. Death Steve Williams, and that's a weird spot on the card, and I think it's said in the in the card that uh, Steve Williams had to catch a flight that had changed, though a little mix-up there um, at the show, but we, we got it roll rolling. And uh, Taz rebounds uh, after losing the ECW heavyweight title. For let's just be honest, okay? Yeah, it was a backstage punishment. Taz is a great ECW uh, champion. 
And I hope he becomes one again. Uh, but, you know, he has to he has to keep his nose clean on uh, ECW is very sincere and very serious about, you know, having a professional image. And, and Taz needs to learn from that. I hope he did. But listen, um, Paul Heyman is really serious about that. So Taz uh, can look for to Bubba Ray Dudley, who, who has been escorted out um, and you know, for trying to attack fans and stuff. You can't have that. And Heyman knows that going forward, it's going to be a little bit more corporate at ECW. Same time, let's let them lose their mind, too, uh, during the during the shows. But Heyman proved that it didn't it didn't really matter, right, on who was who was acting out there. I mean, Bubba Ray was a, a, a huge part of ECW, and so was New Jack. And, and New Jack was the first one that, that left. New Jack was escorted out because of the mass transit incident that just continuously followed ECW anywhere they went. And Heyman was getting tired of uh, just uh, making an excuse for New Jack and his actions, so he just let them go. Um, Bubba Ray, the same thing. So Taz wins the matches. Uh, Williams puts him over. Taz back to his winning ways. And uh, that's really the end of the story here. Uh, Tommy Dreamer defeated Terry Funk next, and Terry Funk came into this match as a bitter old man. I mean, let's just be honest. I'm, I'm not really sure why a legend like Funk would care so much about Dreamer winning a title and, you know, and holding on to that title, but then it hit me. Uh, Terry Funk isn't bitter at Tommy Dreamer. He's bitter at getting old. He's, you know, for the record, as it relates to Terry Funk, I think everyone's bitter that Terry Funk is getting a little older in age and can't really... Uh, Hack it like he used to. I mean, you know, the man can still go. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, he's not in his 20s anymore, guys. And, you know, I mean, I think that the age just gets to some people. Funk wanted to push Dreamer uh, in his final lessons of beating his mentor with the skills in which Funk had taught him, giving him specific examples leading up into this match um, of exactly what he would encounter in his career. Uh, Dreamer wins the match, and, and Funk accepts it and congratulates Dreamer at the end. And, and everyone in this match goes back and drinks a beer and talks about how stupid this feud was. But, uh, you know, it was a really meaningful one to Dreamer because he had beaten his mentor, and that's something that I think he needed to move on. So, um, you know, Tommy Dreamer gets the win there. We move on. And Shane Douglas um, defeats Brian Lee to become the new ECW television champion. Shane Douglas was... Uh, very uh, adamant about getting a, a gold, uh, any gold, uh, heavyweight title, tag team, um, you know, television, whatever it is. Uh, Shane Douglas wanted a, a championship, and, and he did. He, he defeated the former triple threat stablemate Brian Lee for the ECW television championship at Born to be Wired. And sure, it took Francine holding his foot down and several cheap shots from Dreamer to make it happen. But in the end, in ECW, it doesn't really matter. It just matters who wins and not so much as to how it happens. But the real story coming out of this one here, Brian Lee, uh, after this match, he flew to the Pacific Northwest for an indie show uh, that he was booked on. And ECW knew it. Everything was good. Uh, he ended up injuring himself uh, and, and specifically parts to his neck. So... Uh, he's going to be fine, but uh, he's going to be out 48 days, and that's really unfortunate. Uh, it's really bad for Lee. Uh, he won't be able to capitalize on the momentum from holding the ECW Television Championship for so long, and, and, and let's just be honest, and so dominantly. I mean, he just really established himself uh, with that title, and... Now we got to wait a little bit, but for Douglas, it's it's everything he's wanted. Him and Francine are holding the title, and honestly, I'm not sure who will take it from them. I mean, one thing's for sure, it won't be Brian Lee anytime soon, but I don't really know because Shane Douglas is really motivated here to keep this title. We'll see what happens. 
Moving on, the Eliminators defeat the FBI and to retain the ECW Tag Team Championships. And the, the Eliminators are unstoppable. Okay, can we just say that? I mean, I'm not sure who's going to argue with me, and I'm also not sure who can compete with them. Uh, the FBI is a talented team. I mean, Little Guido, you can say what you want about him. He's one of the best pure wrestlers we have in this company. And, and Tracy Smothers has been up and down a road or two. So, I mean, there's experience and there's skill, and then there's still... Perry Saturn and John Cronus getting over, and, and it's. Uh, I look at this tag team division, and I'm not really sure. I mean, yes, you can look at Sabu and Rob Van Dam and be like, "Hey, why don't they team up?" And but well, because they're dealing with Bill Alfonso right now, who has brought in Ron and Don Harris uh, to take out these two, and you know, and then you ask, okay, well, what about the boys from Dudleyville? Well, the Dudley boys. With Devon and Bubba Ray would have been nice, uh, but Bubba Ray ruined that. And now we got the boys from Dudleyville, which is a combination of Spike Dudley, Devon Dudley, and Big Dick Dudley. And I think Big Dick Dudley and Devon Dudley probably will team, but I don't know. I, I don't know, and I don't think they know yet either. I think they're just trying to figure it out right now, and they're trying to figure out uh, what the best combination is here without Bubba Ray, who obviously was the emotional and, and spiritual leader Um of Dudleyville, but uh, we we get to our main event here, and Raven will end up defeating Sabu to hold on to the ECW Heavyweight Championship. And you know they tell me that Raven and Roberts are getting along, um, and, and it looked like they did. I mean, it just some people tell me that they're getting along, and some people tell me that they're not getting along. Here's what I see: I see Jake Roberts sliding a, a chair into the ring for Raven to use as a prop and DDT his opponent onto it so that he can win. That doesn't seem like there's any problems there. It doesn't seem like Raven and Roberts have any issues. I mean, yeah, they're both polarizing figures, and yeah, they're both kind of uh, off-kilter guys, but at the same time, I mean, I think that's what kind of bonds them, and I think uh, when they're at a bar and they're fighting a little bit, that's kind of where they're at in their zone, but I, I could be wrong. I don't know. It seems like Roberts is getting quite a long, uh, good long with Raven, and it seems like Raven is benefiting quite a lot from Roberts being here, so that's all I can say. But, look, this is, was a short one. Um, I don't know if I'm just going to keep them to, like, 13 to 15 minutes, something like that. But, uh, yeah, uh, this is the end of the ECW Hardcore podcast. I just wanted to, to take a couple seconds out of this and, and tell you a little bit about the journal. First, thank you so much for letting um, me know how much you guys liked it. I you know, it honestly has inspired me to move on. It it seemed like no one was really reading it or commenting or, or, or just not caring. And, and honestly, I think that was more me uh, because I wasn't really caring. And it was because the storylines weren't going exactly where I needed them to go. So we're going to kind of refocus now and we're going to kind of have a slower pace for the journal. Uh, we're going to I'm going to hopefully produce a show on Sunday, every Sunday, and then I'll hopefully have one update um uh, and Wednesday and we'll do this and we'll we'll do this for some time and see if we can get on a, a good a good pace and a good schedule with the podcast I'll do this whenever I feel like it but I'd like to do it once a week I mean I just you know with summer coming up in my real life um getting a little bit busier it's going to be a little harder so we'll have to see but um you know anyway thanks for listening and thanks for the comments and the questions and the concerns are always welcome uh, let me know how I can make this thing better, guys, because 
I'm always trying to compete with myself to try to make something better, no matter what project I'm doing, if it's this or if it's something else. But uh, I really like the feedback because then I can kind of see, oh, no, I kind of messed up there. Oh, yeah, this does hit where it needs to. So thank you so much for everything. Um, until then, until I do this again, this has been the ECW Hardcore Podcast. And that's it. <laughs>